right. Well, here we are. Welcome, uh, Nick. Trying out a new uh, format here for the uh, for the blog. Doing a little uh, video recording with uh, yeah, just talking about some some topics in Wi-Fi. So yeah, I'm Jerry, um, one of the sales slash technical engineers here at uh, Ekahau. And uh, Nick, why don't you uh, introduce yourself? Hello. Yes, I'm Nick Turner. I'm based over in the UK and. I'm a technical sales engineer for Echo So, uh, what, and we do the same job, don't we, Jerry? We, we, we basically provide online training demo sessions of Echo and we, we also give one day, one day training introduction sessions. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that's not what we're here to talk about today, is it? What do we, uh, what do we want to talk no. about today? We were, going to, we were just going to have a little conversation about a couple of topics. The first one that I, I wrote down recently was just to bring up the topic of AP names being broadcast by the access point and being included in the beacon. Because you know when you're using Ekahal and sometimes that AP has a name pop up when that AP is being detected, but sometimes it doesn't. And I recently had a friend contact me saying, well, Nick, do you have any idea what's going on? I'm on, a, I'm on site. It's a Cisco deployment, but we're not getting any of the AP names. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, when I do AP on a stick, my Cisco access point is called survey. So I'm all, I'm always get that prefix in the AP name box. Yeah. But this was a post Sites. This was a post-install site survey, and none of the AP names were being broadcast. Yeah. And so I had to do a little bit of research, and it turns out that the AP name is contained, well, it's an optional element of the beacon frame. So it's not, I think Aeronet's extensions for Cisco, anyway, they are on by default, but if you look at this, if you look at the best practices, best practice guides, if you're not using devices that take advantage of Aeronet extensions, then they advise you to switch that off, which is what had happened at this site, because there were no boxes using Aeronet extensions, so yeah. it switched it off. But so now, that, now, that we, now that I know that that's where those names are coming from, I, you, would, you would imagine that you've got a site and you're going to do a post-install so if it was a Cisco deployment, you can actually ask, are Aeronet extensions enabled? And if they are, then great. But if they're not, then you might even want to consider switching them on just for the duration of that survey. Yeah, so the AP name, if I recall correctly, thinking back to my uh, CWAP, my uh, analysis uh, you know, book, um, I believe that's part of the you know vendor implementation. So it's a uh, you know a vendor specific. It's not necessarily part of the standard. You know that a manufacturer has to you know provide that information, right? Um, so yeah, I mean some from from my experience, it does seem yeah that's kind of a, a vendor independent you know implementation of how they implement that. But yeah, I think the field that they always use for that always is. Um, what is it? Fourteen characters is the limitation as far as the the That's beacon. That's right. Yeah. Um, and that I think is part of the um, the eight hundred two point eleven you know standard. The implementation of you know what field they use to advertise that AP name um, has that limitation. 
Um, so yeah, but it's just up to the vendor if they decide to utilize that in the, uh, the vendor advertisements. And that's, and that's the other thing that you see sometimes where the host name of that access point is more than 14 characters. Yeah. And so when you look at that from the controller, no problems. But when you do a survey and you capture that, you capture information about that AP from the beacon, it's truncated. It, it loses the end. Yep. So yeah, that's a good, uh, good thing to keep in mind is, yeah, um, you know, some vendors, you know, you can enable that. Um, other ones, you know, don't provide that uh, option at all. But yeah, I would say by default, most vendors that I've seen actually don't advertise that. Any idea or thoughts on, you know, why that is? Why would they um, not have that uh, enabled by default? Is there a negative side really? effect to that? I mean, that you could. There might be an argument that says it's additional bits in yeah. the beacon. Some overhead. But, yeah, but we're talking tiny. It's te- I mean, it's it's very small. I would I would imagine, not knowing for sure, but it it should. I I personally think it would be a great feature to be able to enable even if it was just for site survey mode, so that you do a walk and now at least those APs are identifying themselves to the guy on the ground. Yeah. Because you can do it by MAC address for sure, but that's really painful to try and, uh, you know, afterwards match, start matching up the MAC addresses to the AP names. Yeah. And, yeah, so that was my thing on AP names. Cool. Yeah, the uh, the topic that I wanted to talk about was um, about actually I've been having this on Twitter uh, around our uh, the iperf servers. So there's been a lot of interesting kind of things with the you know Odroid uh, you know that I had blogged about um, a while back and you know using that as an iperf uh, server essentially like a portable iperf server. So that's kind of stemmed some conversation around the the different iperf versions uh, you know of the servers that exist out there and then obviously our own kind of rolled version of that, the uh, the ePerf uh, uh, server. So, Jay, could you just, uh, one thing I'm not sure about, what, what actually is the difference between iPerf and ePerf? Yeah, so I've been kind of digging into that. So the ePerf version is um, developed in-house, you know, by Akahau. We have our own kind of rolled version, and the reason for that, why we didn't go with just the standard iPerf version, is previously um, iPerf 3 is what we're, what we're building that iPerf version, or the ePerf version off of. However, there was a, a bug in the ePerf version specifically that affected Wi-Fi performance testing using iPerf, that if you tried to... Uh, do a iperf test with Wi-Fi, and let's say, you know, usually you're going to be testing, you know, potential wireless problematic networks, right? So Wi-Fi issues, where if you get disconnected from the Wi-Fi network mid, um, you know, uh, throughput test, that you could uh, crash that iperf server. That iperf server would essentially stop responding and crash uh, where you'd have to go into the server, restart the iperf service, Every time you got disassociated from the network or maybe had a roaming issue where, yeah, the, the, essentially the, um, throughput test, you know, was, you know, crashed mid test. Um, so right. it didn't handle that very gracefully. So that's where the ePerf server came from, where we rolled our own based off of that iPerf 3, you know, kind of, uh, service, throughput testing service, but, um, created this using Java to, uh, work around that issue. 
Um, so that's where that came from. However, I just was, you know, in this Twitter stream that we've had and kind of with speaking with our development team, uh, found out that there's actually, we submitted that bug and um, they finally have released an update to the iPerf3 code that now in iPerf3, apparently 3.1.4, so 3.1.4 and newer, um, that uh, bug should be resolved. Um, so that's an interesting thing. We have yet to actually find, uh, vet that and test it out with our QA team um, to say that we can support that officially, but um, apparently that bug um, should be fixed with the iPerf3 version 3.1.4 uh, going forward and, and forward. Um, so that's going to be interesting because that, uh, you know, it would be a great step forward in that side of things because that would alleviate the need for running, uh, you know, installing Java on your server um, or on like the Odroid box or anything like that, which can um, eat up some space and obviously resources and things like that. So definitely be nice to make the uh, the whole throughput testing iPerf server um, installation, you know, more lightweight and easier. So yeah. Be uh, it's a, it's definitely some interesting development on that side. So what's involved? What's involved with the putting ePerf server on the Odroid at the moment? Um, so really, two main things are required: the ePerf files, which you can download through you know com forward slash throughput. Um, is the shortcut URL for that. Uh, it's just a zip file. But then you also have to have Java installed and compiled, you know, if it's a Linux server or on Windows, um, the JDK, the Java developer kit, or the Java right. runtime environment, essentially, um, uh, to be able to run that code because it's based or built around Java. Um, so, yeah, that's really the two main components that you need is Java and the ePerf files. The ePerf files do include, like, a bat file, so it will run on Windows, um, as well as a uh, uh, shell script so you can run it in uh, in, Lin, uh, in Linux. So it'll run in Windows or Linux, you know, uh, out of the box. Cool. Yeah. And so with this change that's coming to the official iPerf server, then that wouldn't be necessary. You'd yeah. So you would just need that version of uh, iPerf 3, the native iPerf 3 code, um, 3.1.4 or newer, to be installed either on Windows or on Linux. Um, and no Java would be uh, necessary is the uh, the goal there, the uh, the ideal piece of that. Fantastic. Yeah. Exciting cool. times, you know. <laughs> that's good. No, that is good. That yeah. is good. Well, that's great, man. I, I have I have I have other things to talk about, but I think we should leave them to uh, another another conversation that we have, and maybe maybe we do this once a month. Something like that. Try what aim for once a month. Yeah, I think uh, I think we've got enough topics to cover uh, once a month. Uh, there's enough going on in Wi-Fi, and I always like uh, yeah connecting up and and talking about Wi-Fi. So I think uh, I think that's a good plan. Perfect. Is there any is there any Echohound news that we want to talk about? There is eight six. Two on the horizon, I believe. Yeah, that's uh, that is coming up soon. I believe that's uh, due out in the coming weeks here. So uh, yeah, as long as there's no uh, no showstoppers there, we should be seeing another uh, ESS update uh, that we'll have to, uh, I guess, at least talk about on the uh, the next next. Definitely. Week. Perfect, Jerry. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Yeah, always a pleasure, Nick. We'll uh, we'll talk soon. Perfect. Bye bye.